you may be one type of person. You may be the type of person who you are currently working in a job and you have that side hustle that you really enjoy, but it just kind of supplements whatever you do for a living right now and you're happy where you are. Or you might be the person who is currently working a job and you have that side hustle, but you have a bigger dream and you are pushing towards that bigger dream and you just want that bigger dream to come true and you are just paralyzed. Maybe it's by fear or by second guessing your talents or your or yourself and you're just not quite there. You're not quite at the point where you feel like you can take that leap to, to pursue that dream full time. At what point do you think you'll be ready? At what point do you feel like, yes, this is the time, this is the day that I am going to take my dream full time. I'm going to turn that side hustle into my main hustle. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com, and this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I interview an entrepreneur, a CEO, nonprofit director, or just an amazing person who's trying to make a positive impact not only through their personal life, but also with their professional career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you, yes, you, can make an impact right where you are. My guest this week is Kelly Parker-Smith. She is the founder of Hello World Paper Company. She's a rubber stamp designer and manufacturer, and she lives just outside St. Louis in Belleville, Illinois, with her husband, her three boys, and their rescue kitten, Katniss. She has grown her shop, Hello World Paper Company, with the idea that great products become even better when paired with top-notch customer service, a little surprise and delight, and of course, perfect packaging. But here's why I loved Kelly's story so much. She had a dream, and she set out with a goal to build a school with pencils of promise, a school through her business. Today, we're going to dive into her business and her purpose behind her business, which is building the school and providing education for other kids. I loved this conversation with Kelly. She is so much fun, and I know you will too. So without further ado, on to my conversation with Kelly. Hey, Kelly, welcome to the show. Hi, Molly. I am so pumped to have you on today. And I, so I was, I guess I was actually introduced to you through, it was one of those like six degrees of separation, like (laughs) introduced to you through a friend who knows Jess Freeman, who was also on the show. And it's like, but I love that because it's, I mean, it just shows what a small world we live in. (laughs) It really does. Truly. Yes. I know. Yeah. So I am just I've um, been following your work ever since she introduced you to me. And I just love what you do. And I cannot wait to share your story with the listeners. So we're just going to dive right in. Um, so Kelly, I'm gonna have you do what all my guests do. And that's give us the Kelly 101. So tell us your story and how you got to where you are today. Okay, great. Uh, so my story started back in 2009. Um, I was a single mom with uh, a son who was seven and I met someone over the internet, which, you know, back then wasn't as cool. There was no swiping or whatever <laughs> yeah. there is now. Um, you know, it was like, you know, Yahoo personals or something, you know. Um, but I had had, wasn't very lucky in that department until, you know, we connected. And so that was really neat. And we got married in 2009 and I decided to like, the way most stationary people start out, I decided to design my own wedding invitations. And so mm-hmm. I did that, but, um, we did something different. This was way before like giving back was cool. Mm-hmm. And so for our wedding, we did like charity favor cards, um, because I have Crohn's disease. Oh. And so we gave to the Crohn's and colitis foundation of America. 
And so we all, um, everyone at our wedding wore purple lapel pins again, before pins were cool (laughs) and um, before the enamel pin craze. And so we had these little cards at every table and, you know, it said like, we're instead of favors, we're giving back and, you know, everyone wore their pins. It was really cool. Um, because my husband also has a stepsister with Crohn's disease. And then I have two cousins with ulcerative colitis. So kind of was a big family give back kind of situation. Yeah. And so then I started an Etsy shop. I was super into stamps and like, um, I was like a stamping demonstrator. Like I would, you know, show people how to stamp and yeah. <laughs> rub stamps, you know? Um, and so I started with like handmade cards in an Etsy shop that my mother-in-law bought them all. And, uh, and then once we had our wedding, I was like, Oh, you know, these favor cards are pretty cool. Like I wonder if other people who are getting married would be interested in giving back on their wedding day. And so I listed those in the shop and they went like crazy. Like people just loved them. And that's when the whole giving back of your wedding movement kind of started. And so I rode that wave for a while. <laughs> like, I mean, I was buying enamel pins in every color and uh, <laughs> every charity was getting donated to because I gave back to the the couple that was getting married. So whatever charity they donated to, I gave back to it as well. Oh, that's and awesome. So, Yeah, it was super great. I loved it. There were just so I felt like I was reaching so many people in need. And I just it just gave me all the warm and fuzzy feelings. Yeah, but it was a lot of work. Yeah. So in 2014, I actually opened a rubber stamp shop, I went back to kind of where I started. And it just totally took off. It, It was very surprising. And at the time, I was a teacher. I taught third grade at an inner city school here in St. Louis. And I was like, oh my God, I can't keep up. So for five years, I would be, you know, working at night and on the weekends and getting up before school and taking my lunch break to go assemble whatever I had, whatever order I had. And it was just too much. And I had to choose one. And so I decided to give my little shop all my attention and I quit teaching. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really hard. And like, it wasn't like my husband was like, oh, I have all this money. You should just quit, you know? Um, Yeah he made as much as I did. And I was a teacher in inner city school. I didn't make a lot of money. And we were just like, you know what, we got to take this leap of faith. And this is someone's calling you to do this, you know? Um, yeah. So I just did it. I, we didn't have any savings. We didn't, I mean, we had three kids. Well, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I, think I was pretty crazy. Uh, but I did it and it took off and, you know, I was doing it part time and I was now able to devote full time to it. And now I have a full-time employee. And so things just like went crazy. And at first I was giving to a different charity every month. So I was giving to, um, you know, Doctors Without Borders and I was giving to local charities and food pantries and all the stuff. And I was switching it up every month. But then uh, two years ago, I decided that I wanted to just concentrate in one area. And so I went back to my roots again and I decided to concentrate on education. And so we have pledged to build a school with pencils of promise. And we are not a large company. We are very small. So this is like, you know, we're just chugging along. Yeah. <laughs> We've been, you know, donating like every month we donate so much and we just keep chugging along. So with every purchase that people make, they give get to give back. And now we've expanded. We not only do rubber stamps, but we do cutting boards and other laser engraved gifts like bookmarks and um, 
lapel pins, but, but they're wood instead of enamel. And we do all kinds of stuff, but everything that we do gives back to our school build. That is amazing. I So well, I want to go back before I talk a little bit about the Pencils of Promise thing, because I think that is such, such a cool thing. Um, and I love that you're like, you're like, I mean, we were giving back before like giving back was cool. It was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were. Uh, yeah, no, I <laughs> you know, think it's like it all took off in 2011, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, I mean, before you got me, so how long were you a teacher for? 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. So that's a big leap from going to teaching full-time in an inner city school, teaching elementary school, which um, I I also have a background in teaching. I taught at high school for a couple of years when I first graduated college. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was like, I looked like a high schooler. <laughs> like I got, I legitimately <laughs> right. got asked for a hall pass and I was like, um, right. I, I, I work here. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I teach kids. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when I think back, I mean, I was 21 when I started teaching and I'm like, right. I mean, I'm teaching 18 and 19 year olds. Sure. Yeah. You know, hey, it's, it's okay. Um, but when I'm moved to North Carolina. I moved at like the peak of the recession and there was no teaching jobs. And so I wasn't able to go back to teaching like I had wanted to. And I ended up kind of getting thrust into working for myself. And I know that was such a scary leap that I was kind of forced into in some ways. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I know you kind of mentioned that you sort of got to that point where it was like, this isn't either or. I can't. I can't continue to do both of these things. Um, mm-hmm. What did that process look like f- for you to make that decision to go full time and to take that leap? Because I know I have so many listeners of this show who have that dream. <laughs> there mm-hmm. are so many people who have that dream of being an entrepreneur, of owning their own business, or maybe they're you know they have that creative side hustle or whatever they want to call it, and they are sitting there in their teaching job or their corporate corporate job or their retail job and yeah. they're miserable and they yeah. they want to pursue that dream um what was it that finally gave you kind of the kick in the pants to be like all right we're doing this I'm gonna give it a shot like did you have a plan b you know what did all that look like yeah I think the kick in the pants for me well first of all I was miserable so I was I mean I would cry almost every night on oh, my way teaching home from work. is teaching is hard it is hard it was really hard and I was more like I was miserable because you know all the bureaucracy oh, with yeah. teaching you know of course yeah. there was that but then yeah. I I was helping the kids and I was giving them a safe space to come to every day and you know I connected so much with them it was never the kids you know it was never the kids that made me miserable. They were the best part of the job. But I I didn't, I felt stuck. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like my hands were tied. I couldn't adopt all these kids. You know, I couldn't go into their home and give them everything they needed. You know, my kids were coming in and, and they were sick to their stomach some mornings because there was a shooting last night. Mm -hmm. They had to hide under their bed. Their mom's addicted to heroin. Mm. Like, I mean, there was just so many things. And the rules and the hoops you have to go through to get these kids help, like, it made me sick every day. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, on top of the fact that I have Crohn's disease and so stress and all of that just triggers my condition. Yeah. And so I pushed really hard to find a way that I could work from home. And I miss spending time with my kids. Like, I thought being a teacher, like, I'd be able to spend more time with my kids. And I found out I was spending no time with my kids. Yeah. 
So because, you know, parent nights and all the stuff you have to do, parent-teacher conferences, they're all at night. Yeah. You know, all these things are at night. And so I was missing time with my kids. And then when I was home, I was working on my shop. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, my kids were helping me. Like my my nine-year-old helped me like assemble things or package up orders. But, you know, I had to miss out on a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so I think when my third son was born, because he was born in 2011, that was like, oh my God, I, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to, I've got to either make this work and push it and make it work. And so I sacrificed a lot uh, to make it really work that last year yeah. in 2013, 2014. And it got to the point where I wasn't sleeping, you know, I was up all night doing things, proofing, answering messages, emails, all that good stuff. And I had to give the school an answer. Like I had to tell them before like summer, you know, I couldn't wait. And so I had a timeline because once my next contract started, then I was contractor for another year. So I think that makes it a little different than most people like kind of feel like they have all the time in the world to quit, Yeah. you know? And I was like, okay, if I don't quit now, this April, I have to wait till next April to put my notice. And so, you know, my husband and I were just kind of like, you've got to try it. And you know what? Honestly, my plan B was working at Target. Yeah. Like I was like, I'll, I'd rather have a red shirt and go stock shelves. Yeah. That's where I was at yeah. mentally, physically. I was just done. Yeah. Um, I did cry the entire last day of teaching though. Like, I mean, I didn't think I was, I was like, what am I doing? This is like the worst decision ever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, um, I'm going to miss everyone and the kids and but um, honestly, it's the best decision I ever made. Like, I can't even believe I stayed there 10 years. Yeah. You know, I can't even believe I did that for so long. Yeah. What would be your, like, nugget of wisdom or words of, you know, words of encouragement or piece of advice yeah. you would give to somebody who's kind of in that space and they're just not sure? I just, and I know when I say this, people will be like, oh, easy for you to say because you, they think that I'm sitting over here rolling dough. Okay. I'm not. I just want to say that right now. But think about your well-being, yeah. your sanity, your happiness. And I'm not saying go quit your job, don't have a savings, don't have a plan. I'm not I please I'm not telling you to do that even though that is what I did, but I'm not telling you to do that. But I would rather make less money and be home and doing what I love and being able to pick my kids up from school and be able to, you know, cook dinners for them and I would I would rather make less money and do be able to do all that, then make more money and be completely miserable. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's just me. <laughs> um, but it's been worth it to me. And even when my husband, you know, he is now in corporate America, he's, he now has a different job than when I quit. And, you know, he is making more money now, but he still has to make decisions. Like, do I want to stay in this job? Do I want to move? And I always tell him, he's like, well, that's a pay cut. It doesn't matter. Are you going to be happier? You have to like balance that out. Like, we'll figure it out. We can have peanut butter and jelly one night. Every Tuesday we can have, instead of tacos, we're in peanut butter and jelly. You know, um, you have to think of what you are willing to sacrifice for happiness and peace of mind. For sure. And I think that we have kind of evolved or moved into a, like a season of, as a society where people are realizing that because I feel like the 90s and the early 2000s were like the decade and a half of just the hustle and everybody was Mm -hmm. like pursuing the hustle and all the books were coming out about hustle, hustle, hustle and work as much as you can and make as much money as you can. And here we are 
you know, another 15 years later and people are seeing the negative effects of that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you're seeing marriages that are, are struggling. You're seeing kids who feel like they never got time with your, their parents and you're seeing like just, you know, the rise of stress and, um, you know, all the health effects that that has and relationship suffering. And so you're seeing now like, all the books are coming out about slowing down and minimalism and like, because everybody now sees the flip side of it. And so um, I'm in the exact same boat. And actually there was a question that, so my, my husband, he um, has, he's a financial advisor and he has a radio show and Mm -hmm. um, they always have like kind of this get to know you portion on the radio show. And um, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll be in the car and I'll know that his show's on. So I'll just like turn the radio over to his, his show. And I happened to this one day because I don't, it's not like I get to hear his show all the time. Sure. I was um, listening this one day and I happened to tune in at the part where it was the get to know you question. And they had asked him, um, you know, would you rather, you know, make twice as much money than you are making right now next year, but, you know, doing the exact same thing you're doing right now or make mm-hmm. the same amount of money you're making right now, but work half as much? Oh, um, half as much. Oh, and sure. he was like, oh, with no question, like worth ha- yeah. work half as much. Like, you know, yes. and I'm, I was like, I'm so glad you said that because like, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what my answer would have been too. Like, I think, you know, you get to a point where you reach sort of contentment and it's like, yeah, we're not rolling in dough. We're not, you know, right. but like. We're not, no caviar and champagne over right, here. Right, you know? right. Yeah, <laughs> but we can pay our bills. We, we're debt yeah. free other than our mortgage. And, sure. you know, we can live, you know, we can make sacrifices. And I'm like, and if you were home, you know more, you know, and worked half as much, like think of all that we could do together as a family and the memories we could make. And yeah. So anyway, I love that you said that because I think that is something that a lot of people nowadays are feeling more freedom to be able to say, you know what, I might make less money, but think about Mm -hmm. like the life that I will be living. Because yeah, I mean, it was like the nineties and the early two thousands, like I was saying, it was just like, everybody was just worried about work and not about their life. And they were just missing out on life. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think that as business owners, we have to think about that too, when we're getting ready to hire people or thinking about hiring people. So, you know, in 2016, I faced the same thing again. I was working, I just had this job. It was just my shop, but it was getting so busy that I was working all night. I was working on the weekends and I was like, Oh my God, I'm doing the same thing again. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's when I reached out to my best friend and I was like, she was a teacher and I was like, how would you feel about not teaching anymore? And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, why don't you come work for me? Hmm. And so she was like, oh, my God, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, she worked at a Catholic school. And she's like, well, next year I only have four kids in my class. I'm like, oh, no, you go. You take their money. <laughs> yeah. You take their money. Next year you're going to come work for me. Yeah. So that next year I hustled really hard to be able to get to the point where, you know, I could pay her a full-time salary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. And so everyone's like, well, you just, you gave up a full-time salary. Like that was off your, cause that comes off my salary now, right? you know? Right. And I was like, yeah, I sure did. But guess what? Now I I, like this summer, I'm only working six to noon. Yeah. You know, and because she's here and she's only working six to noon too, but now our, both of our quality of lives are better. Yeah. You know, she gets more time with her kids. She can go, you know, her kids has a volleyball tournament and she's like, and it's during the day, a work day. And she's like, I'm going to go to my kids' Bible turn tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. You have fun. Yeah. You know, and yep. I, I got it. I'll take care of it. And then if I have stuff with my kids, she's like, oh, I got it. You go. Yep. You know, it's just great. 
And so don't be afraid to hire people either. You know, don't be afraid to let go of that money so that you can have a better life. Yep. That's the one of the things that was a big kind of turning point for me within the last year because I've been fully self-employed. I mean, I've been blogging since 2007, but I've been, Mm -hmm. you know, doing this full time since like 2013, 2014. And 2017 was the first year I hired anybody. Um, And that was a big that was a big scary thing for me to like take money that I was making and pay mm-hmm. somebody else. But now I'm like, okay, who else can I hire? Cause it's just like <laughs> to hire people who do things well that you do not do well <laughs> is right. so or quickly. You yes. know, there's some things I could do really good, but I'm really slow at it. Right. It's so freeing. So like I am not a numbers person. So guess what? I pay a bookkeeper right. who does all of my and so like 100%. she'll text me when she'll be like, Why did you know what is this expense? And I'm like, Oh, is this? You know, I'm like, she mm-hmm. takes care of my taxes for me. And I'm like, because that is not my strength. Like Right. You know, and so I am not the best with email. And so I have, you know, somebody that I can forward emails to to help me, uh-huh. you know, and those are those are things that like that's invaluable for me because that frees up time that I can then spend doing what I actually do well. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Um, OK. Thank you so much for having that conversation with me, because I oh, just yeah. feel like it's such an important thing that so many entrepreneurs don't talk about. And I think also like the, again, those people that are kind of sitting in that weight and they're sitting in the moment of like, do I leave my corporate job to pursue this other thing or this creative dream or whatever? And I also, I I have to, I like to say this as well, you know, for the people who are in a corporate job and they love it, you do that. You You do that because like, my husband could never do what I do. He tells me that all the time. He's like, I could never do your job because I also am art artist and illustrator. Mm -hmm. I design fabric. I have a podcast. Like he's like, I don't know. First of all, I don't know how you do all that stuff. He goes, and I am not, I don't have a creative bone in my body. And I'm like, well, I don't have any of that financial rebate stuff you do (laughs) over there. I don't know what that is. He talks, they have all these acronyms and all these meetings. I'm like, he's in meetings all day long. He's really good at his job. Yeah. Like really good at it. Yep. Go. Yep. You and you need that's the other thing too is like think about like as an entrepreneur and like we were just talking about, you need to hire somebody who's good at like sometimes your gifting is to be an employee and help support yes. somebody else. And like so I don't think I think we sometimes glorify entrepreneurship and it's like if you're mm-hmm. not a business owner, like no, you, you, right. There, there are people who are called to entrepreneurship and to owning their own business, and there are people who are not. And yes. that is okay. Both of those that things totally are okay. cool, totally fine. Um, so anyway, I just I felt like I had to say that because sometimes I'm like, I just want right. I want people to know, like, you have permission to do whatever you like. Yo. Whatever you want. That's you do, the beauty you do of you. this world. It's whatever you want to <laughs> yeah. do, truly. Yeah. And like people kind of look at me funny because I have two um, sons who are getting ready to start college. Mm. So one's a junior, one's a senior. And they're like, well, what college are they going to? What college are they going to? And I'm like, well, Ethan, Michael, here, here, here. Or Anthony, not really sure if college is going to be for him. And they kind of look at me like, and I'm like, it's not for everybody. It, it is not. You know? um, not. And so he's got maybe a different plan, a different path. That's okay. Yeah. Everybody has their place. You know, yeah. everybody has their thing that they like. And, you know, I'd rather have him pursue something he loves than go down this path he doesn't want to be on. I know you're loving this chat with Kelly, and I just wanted to take a moment to thank our amazing sponsor of the show, who's able to help make it possible, and that is Causebox. You know. 
Cosbox is my favorite ethical subscription box. I have been a subscriber for over two and a half years. Now, each season, a new box is released filled with everything from accessories and home goods and jewelry to the best in skincare and wellness products that are not only amazing, but they are doing the most good. And listen, each box delivers incredible value with a guarantee of over $150 worth of products for only $54.95. But if you use the coupon code MOLLY, that's M-O-L-L-Y, you get it for $39.95. Now, the products are not just beautiful, they're also useful. Now, the fall box is releasing really soon. The summer box sold out in record time. So if you want to get your hands on the fall box, you're going to need to go now to stillbeingmolly.com slash causebox and use that coupon code MOLLY for $15 off. stillbeingmolly.com slash causebox and use the coupon code MOLLY for $15 off. Now back to my chat with Kelly. My husband and I were actually talking about this earlier too about like how there has been, there's just always been sort of that understood push of like, you have to go to college and you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, both my husband and I went to college. We loved it. It sure. was great for us. Um, but neither one of us are really using our degree. I mean, I was an English major. Right. So, you know, how do you, you know. I have three degrees, two bachelors and a master's. <laughs> here, here I am. Yep. Yeah. And so it's like. <laughs> Making stamps. Yeah. And s- yeah. And so, and then I think too, like there's this sort of dying um you know area of like trade skills you know car mechanics and and construction workers and contractors and designers and all those kinds of things Mm -hmm. like you don't need a traditional four-year college degree for those things yet you can make way more money starting out as a general contractor than you can you know as like a teacher where you have a four-year degree right so yeah Yeah. my son wants to be an electrician yeah totally behind him yeah, yeah. that's he's un- really good at it he's like into robotics and yeah. like all this stuff yeah yeah and electricians can make bank too so like, yeah they can that is a, yeah they can it's a lucrative industry so yeah. <laughs> um anyway okay so i want to transition a little bit to um this dream that you have of building a school with pencils of promise um mm-hmm. for uh the listeners if you go back to oh gosh it would have been an episode in like May of 2017. So you're going to have to go back over a little over a year. But my episode with Natalie Frank um, from the Rising Tide Society, we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about Pencils of Promise because the Rising Tide Society um, has done some work with them. And this is an amazing, amazing organization. Um, but if you have not heard that episode, uh, Kelly, will you just kind of share a little bit about what Pencils of Promise is and, um, and then how you have partnered with them in this pledge to build a school? Yeah, sure. So Pencils of Promise is essentially an organization who builds schools and they build schools in third world countries, specifically Ghana, Guatemala, Laos, and Nicaragua. Mm. And so they build entire schools, they staff the schools, and when they say that they promise to give 100% of everything that is donated to these schools, they mean it. And so everything that you give is given to the schools. Mm. So you can be like a month. I'm also a monthly member. So I pay monthly. It's called their passport program. So I pay monthly just to help with their financials and all of that stuff. So just helping maintain the schools because once they're built, they still have to be maintained. Uh, But we also have a pledge. So we're doing a campaign to build an entire school. So you can pledge. It's $35,000. The last I checked uh, is $35,000 to build an entire school. And so you can pledge to raise $35,000. There's no time limit. There's no like you must do it in three years or you must do it in 10 years. There's no time limit. So you can say, well, I'm going to pledge $35,000 and then you just start going. 
That's awesome. And it, seem, it seems like so much. Like when I first pledged, I was like, oh my God, $35,000. Like that's another employee, you know? Um, but I was like, no, I really want to do this. I really felt in my heart that this was right for me just from where I've come from, my background in teaching, like this is what I connected with. And the beauty of it is like, you can go on their website, you can see the pictures, you can watch videos. The children at these schools, they want to be there so bad. Mm -hmm. Like education is not really offered in these countries. You know, like I think it's like 40% of the population in some of these countries is illiterate Mm -hmm. and mostly children and because they can't afford to go to school. Yeah. Or there literally is no school for mm-hmm. them to go to. Yeah. And so that's why I love this so much is not only are these schools being built, but they're being built for children who really want to be there and they are craving that education. Mm-hmm. So they are just like, you know, little sponges. You know, as a teacher, we always said the kids were little sponges. And, yeah. but, you know, sometimes there's a lot of people that don't want to be there. You know, yep. um, as a teacher, I saw that a lot. They don't want to be at school. Their parents don't want to be at school. Nobody wants to be here. You know, it's a struggle. And uh, that's what I loved about this organization is that they were reaching into places where education was wanted. Yeah. And so that's why we decided to do that. And it's been a slow, like, I think we're like almost at 10,000, which is super exciting. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, I, we're super excited about it. And we try, you know, to give as much as we can. We do a monthly set. It's set monthly. So we don't, I don't really have to deal with like figure out numbers. So some months it's 10%, some months it's over 10%, some months it's under, but it's, it averages out to about 10% of our net profits per year. And then over the holidays, we always do another campaign to give a little more during the holiday season. So when people are, are buying more, yeah. that's you know, fourth quarter is our biggest quarter. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's absolutely incredible. And um, just what a what a gift that you're giving and something that too that just you're showing other business owners as well. Like, you know, you can give back in creative ways and you don't it's yeah. not like you have to be physically working in a developing nation or in a community or something like that. But if you have a passion like you do for education, um, you can incorporate those things into your business. And so here you are as, you know, you know, a shop owner and and you make Mm -hmm. stamps and it's something creative and it's something you love. And then you've also incorporated this passion for education and into it. So I just I think it's so awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And I really want people to understand that, you know, I, I think people get intimidated by like giving back in their business because they think they don't have enough extra money, mm-hmm. you know, or they're like, well, where's that going to come from? Like, how am I going to do it? Just start small. We started really small. Yeah. You know, we started giving, I think it was like $50 a month we started with. Yep. And then you just build and you build and you build. And then eventually it just becomes part of your business. It's just an expense and it just happens, yep. you know, and then you kind of forget that it's there and then you don't notice that you're giving X amount of money you know? Yeah. Um, and it just becomes part of who you are. And then, you know, people like when they're working in their business, they're like, Oh, I need to cut back on something. You're never going to cut back on that. Oh yeah. You know, for sure. You're never going to be like, that has to go because it's just so close to your heart that you don't want it to ever go away. Yeah. And so we'll always give to something, even when the school builds over, I'll find something else, you know, or we'll build another one. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, but we'll always be giving back to something. I just, I don't, I don't think I could ever not do it. That is so awesome. 
Um, well, Kelly, before we transition to the get to know you portion, um, just I want you to kind of just share quickly with the listeners um, how they can learn more about you, what kinds of things um, you know they can shop to support you. I mean, obviously, we, we mentioned that you do stamps and um, gifts mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so kind of your, your elevator pitch and then um, and then we'll do some get to know you questions. OK, sure. Um, my name is Kelly Parker Smith. Uh, pretty much if you put that in Google, you'll find me, but I'll give you all the other links as well. Uh, <laughs> my my shop and laser engraving studio is helloworldpaperco.com. We do mostly rubber stamps, laser engraved goodies, but we also manufacture for other businesses. And so if you partner with us and we manufacture things for you, whether you're a rubber stamp shop or a laser, you want some laser engraved goodies in your shop, that also goes back to our school build. That's awesome. So, even a portion of our manufacturing prices, which aren't that, you know, we aren't that expensive. Um, <laughs> that goes back to our school build too. I also design, I do fabric design with Sweet Bee Fabric Co. And you can find information on that at kellyparkersmith.com. Again, a portion of anything I make off my fabric also goes to the school build. And then finally, I help other shop owners with their businesses at creativebizrebellion.com. It is a podcast that I co-host with Caroline Hull, and we interview shop owners. We chat all things social media, PR, all kinds of stuff. And so you can find our podcast. And again, anything I make from the podcast, also a portion of that goes to the school build. So literally everything I touch goes to the school build anything you purchase for me goes there it's all driven towards that that is awesome that is awesome um thank you so much kelly well now is the part of the show that is my favorite part and that's just where we get to know you a little bit better and ask you some fun get to know you questions um and it's also as the listeners know my husband who is my executive producer he (laughs) inserts a fun sound effect or movie quote to transition us so uh you never know what it's going to be it's good it's a surprise every week so (laughs) um so kelly are you ready Mm -hmm. my job is to speak to clients um, on the phone about uh, quantities and uh, type of copier paper, you know, uh, whether we can supply it to them, whether they can uh, pay for it. And um, I'm, I'm boring myself just talking about this. All right. So the first question is, if you could steal credit for any great piece of art, song, a film, book, etc., which one would you claim credit for? Harry Potter. Oh, I love it. Yes. 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 I would take all of it. Which of the seven books is your favorite? Ooh, the fifth one. Ooh. Order of the Phoenix. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Grimwald Place. I mean, how do you not love that? I know. That's true. That's true. Just like a Pierce. I just got back from Harry Potter World, so. Oh, that's awesome. I (laughs) I really want to go, but my kids aren't old enough yet. Um, but I can't wait till they're old enough to when I can start reading Harry Potter to them. And oh oh my gosh, I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So number two, um, if we were to hook up your recently played list on either like Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, what would we what would we hear? Well, I'm a nerd, so it has to be NPR. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. <laughs> so um, I love 
when people talk to me in the car. I don't get a lot of time to listen to things. So it's either podcast or NPR. Yeah. Um, but music wise, it has to be anything 90s alternative or like um, Taylor Swift or, you know, all <laughs> that good stuff, too. So, yeah. What, what uh, are maybe like some podcasts you've been listening to lately that you really love? Oh, well, I love Lore, which is kind of like this, you know, yeah. story podcast. So the, um, the creator of Lore, he actually spoke at Podcast Movement last year. Um, yeah. So that was, I was, it was a conference I went to in August um, out in Anaheim, and he was awesome. He was re- just so yeah, cool Yeah, his hear. voice is just so, like, soothing and yeah. creepy. Yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. So, and, like, in person, he's, like, not creepy looking at all. So it's just really <laughs> funny to, like, when you kind of, you hear somebody's voice and you don't really know what yeah. they look like. And then you're like, wait, really? That's the guy? You know? Like, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I'm addicted to that. Yeah. And then also, um, oh, my God, the one with Phoebe Judge. Criminal. I Ooh, love Criminal. I haven't heard too. that one. I'll have Ooh, to check it out. it's really good. Her voice is really good, too. I, I get um, really into podcasts when I really connect with the voice. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of people do too. They just don't realize it. Yeah, for but sure. But if, if the person's voice is like nails on a chalkboard for me, I'm done oh, yeah. no matter what the content is. I'm over it. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, okay, number three. What is the one beauty or accessory product you can't live without? Uh, my Lush Skin Shangri-La. Ooh. I can't live without it. It's like what a moisturizing that? lotion from Lush. It's a moisturizing lotion from Lush? Uh-huh. It's Ooh. the best. It has like mushrooms or something in it. I don't know. What? It's amazing. What? That's yeah. crazy. I love it. I'm gonna have to check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Awesome. And the last question is something that I've been asking a lot of my guests recently. And today, what are you most grateful for? I am most grateful for being able to spend time with my family whenever I want. I love it. I love it. I am also grateful for that. Um, Kelly, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing uh, your story and for all that you're doing um, to impact Pencils of Promise and to just inspire other business owners. Um, Just thank you so much for your time. This was awesome. Well, thank you for having me. I had fun. I was so inspired by Kelly's story of how she is setting out to have this big, big, big audacious goal of building a school. And it even got me thinking about what am I doing to create a larger impact, a lasting impact on the lives of others? And how can I think big and dream big in my own business? I absolutely adored her. And as always, I will have her information in the show notes. Another huge thank you to this week's podcast sponsor, Causebox. Go to stillbeingmolly.com slash Causebox and use that coupon code Molly for $15 off. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you are a first-time listener of the show, welcome. And if you are a regular listener of the show, thank you so much for your support week in and week out. Now, I have a favor. If you guys have not done this already, would you mind heading on over to iTunes and leaving a review of the show? Now, leaving a review just really helps me to know what you're liking, and it helps me to know how the show is personally impacting you. Now, also make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting app, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whichever, because that makes sure that you never miss a new episode of the show. And if you share the show on social media, which I love, love, love when you do that, be sure to use the hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast or tag me at Still Being Molly on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. This show is edited by my amazing husband and executive producer, John Stillman, and the music is by Mark Killian of Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose. <laughs>